podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello. Hello. Hey, Jenny. How are you? I am. I'm good. I am rolling into the end of my school year, um, which has been uh, a whirlwind. May seemed like a really, like, it was a packed long month, but it also seemed to go, like, the I don't know, I, it's that weird time slip, right? Where, like, you can't believe it's the end of May, but you're like, oh, it's already the end of May. <laughs> right, right, right. My May was, uh, it felt very long. Yes. Just because uh, I was on a two-week trip to see my parents in Ohio, so... It was all farms and humidity. Ah, did you uh, get a lot of knitting time? No, not that much. Interesting. Um, but I managed to finish a couple of things since we last recorded. Okay, let me literally hear. a couple of things. <laughs> yeah, me too. I finished. I finished Elfie. Yes, and I saw you wearing it on Mother's Day. Yay! It's really cute. Uh, are you wearing? Are you wearing it a lot? You know, because of Hugo, I haven't been wearing it that much, but uh, I yeah. anticipate wearing it in the future. I can see that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, but it turned out well. I think the cut is pretty flattering. Mm-hmm. Um, and the colors are very bright, which is something that's missing from my wardrobe, so it's exciting. Nice. And I finished a hat. I think this is my first hat of 2015, which is <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but I made a stove top pipe by Tin Can Knits. Stove top or stove pipe? Top. Okay. I think I keep calling it stove pipe, but it's really stove top. Uh-huh. Because every time I try to do a Ravelry search for stove pipe, it doesn't come up. <laughs> so I've been calling it stove pipe this whole time, but it's really stove top. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, but I made it for Harold out of, uh, Lisa Souza um, Lassa. Awesome. It's a very luxurious hat. And it is a bigger yarn than the pattern calls for, so it's mm-hmm. also enormous. <laughs> but it fits. Interesting that you say that about enormous. Uh, last time we recorded, I was still working on the Stacks hat uh, by Karina mm-hmm. Spencer. And um, I did initially finish it in April, but... Um, it was too big on, it just, it was too big, period. And it was okay for the hat part to kind of be big because it, you could do a slouchy version of that, not just a sort of uh, watch cap version of it. So I didn't buy the slouch there, but it just felt like the ribbing and the edging were way too wide. So I actually cut off the ribbing and the edging just, you know, I just did a snip and then undid it, which was a little harrowing and managed to pick up all the stitches after a fashion. And then oh I, my God. I knit the ribbing down and re-knit the, um, the edging, which is a reverse stockinette edging in, um, on a smaller needle. And it's much, it's a much nicer, it looks less sloppy. Like it was like the brim almost seemed bigger than the hat body, and that's no good. Weird. Yeah, I, it was, I don't know, some gauge thing. I should have just knit that that part on a smaller needle. So 
I had intended to knit a second one of those, but um, right. I'm taking a little break from the stacks pattern, and I'll get back to that in a little <laughs> bit. So, I, yeah, that I finished the stacks hat then ultimately in May, and then I knit um, a helix striped hat, uh, the Jessica Rose pattern that I, I knit one earlier in the year. It's a really straightforward pattern using helix striping. It's great for scraps, and so I just I wasn't knitting a lot, so I decided to pick that. Picked just three yarns from my stash. They're, it kind of shows how uh, boring some of my yarn choices are because the, you know, it's fine. It's just not like super exciting stripes. Um, and then I like still I was having this yarn knitting block. So often what helps when I have a knitting block is going back to Babette, and mm. I picked up the crochet hook and uh, managed to do. I think I knit six four row squares and four two row squares. So I got 10 squares done. And I think I have about 12 more squares. Most, let's see, you know, mostly much bigger. So I think I have a few more two row squares and then I have six, eight, 10 and 12 row squares to do, but very few of them, like four of six row squares and then one each of the other sizes. Um, wow, so, that's great! Yeah, so the the crochet part is nearly done. The one thing I've noticed with Babette is that um, over the eight years that I've been making this blanket, that my um, my crochet hand has changed, my gauge has changed. So like the squares from earlier on were very tight, and uh-huh. these are much looser, and therefore the squares are bigger. Um, I could remedy that by going back and, or you know, knitting on a smaller, I'm sorry, crocheting with a smaller hook. But I think I'm just going to sort of go with it because they are different size squares that the pattern calls for anyway, and it's sort mm-hmm. of a patchwork. So I think I can just patchwork them together, and um, I'll use the guide that came with the pattern as a guide, you know. But if it doesn't work completely and I have to make different size. Uh, blocks to fit together then that's what i'll do yeah because i can't imagine going back and trying to crochet them on a smaller hook now oh I, god no right yeah don't do that but um, it's, it's really funny to see they're like 20 to 30 percent bigger than the original <laughs> squares wow that's kind of a big difference yeah. though do you think that 2015 is going to be the year you finish Babette? I want to go back through our podcast and see if you have asked that every year since I started. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you asked me that question. I know I don't think I worked on Babette much last year, but I think the year before when I was working on it, like full guns, I think you asked that question. So my answer is going to be, who knows? I'm really not sure. <laughs> um. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely – I'm getting to a point where I, I want to be finished. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm noticing, like, how much yarn I'm probably going to have left over from this project. Um, uh-huh. So to that end, I knit another helix-striped hat, this time in fingering weight yarn. The yarn uh, called for in the pattern, I think, is a worsted weight. You know, it's suggested using worsted weight scraps. So this time I made one um, – with fingering weight yarn as a kid hat, and, and I cast on fewer stitches. I think I cast on about 80 stitches. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really matter, I think, how many stitches you cast on as long as it is divisible by two. Um, and so I cast on 80 stitches with a fingering weight yarn on a t- 
maybe a three point mil- three millimeter or two point five millimeter needle, and um, and I picked kind of boyish colors: it's green, blue, and yellow. Um, there's not a lot of high contrast in the photo that's in Ravelry, but it looks nice in person and. And it's just sort of to say for when somebody has a boy baby and I can be like, here, I made you this hat. <laughs> Yay! And now I'm using also some of this yarn to make um, the little scallops hat. Yay, I love that hat. Yeah, it's really cute. I am using sort of a beautiful sort of boysenberry color for the bottom part. And then I'm using a light blue for the top Um and I'm on the top part, so I'm just knitting here. So I expect to have this done for May. So I will have knit three hats in May. <laughs> um, I actually last month said that our last time we are uh, on our last podcast, I said that I had knit ten hats so far, and I must have been including the warm up hats in that. So including the warm up hats, now I have knit twelve hats, and this is, I guess, this would be thirteen. Oh my so. god! You can knit my fifteen hats for this year too. <laughs> we'll see. <sighs> I I actually cast on another stovetop hat mm-hmm. this time for Matilda because mm-hmm. I had some leftover Lassa, and I I know I'd vowed not to knit her anything more, but um, <laughs> I asked her, "Do you want a hat like Daddy's?" And she said, "Yes." Uh-huh. All right. And I said, will you wear it? She said, yes. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cute, though. It would be adorable. Um, yeah, the matching hat, it's uh, its a great uh, tradition. <laughs> um, so th- is, that's all you're knitting right now, or are you knitting something, anything else? Uh, I am knitting two other projects. I finally did... They cast on for, um, oh my God, how can I, Coburn. Oh, yes, that's right. You had yeah. texted me that. I have the yoke completed. So it's a top down. Da-doo. Yep. And Coburn um, is from uh, Knit Scene. Who is it's it? It's from Knit Scene, patterned by Bristol Ivy. Right. And I don't know if you can see because of the backlit, but... I can't, yeah, I can't really see. Jenny's backlit as we're looking at, I'm looking at your shadow. So what is that, what what is that yarn again? It is Lisa Souza, I'm on a Lisa Souza kick, Um, Fullworth Uh, Silk. uh Uh-huh. And I'm knitting it on a size six, and I'm not getting the pattern gauge, so I'm making the smaller size, um, a smaller size to make up for my looser gauge, mm-hmm. but uh, it's coming along. I'm kind of excited about it. Um, the pattern itself, the sweater is a little bit on the cropped side, and I don't typically wear sweaters that length, so mm-hmm. I'm kind of debating how long to knit the body. Well, yeah. What's your stand? You wear, I think, things that are a little more tunicky and a line, right? So. Thinking about that, how do you? Where do you feel like the style of this sweater should hit? I mean, I think my I have a long torso, mm-hmm. so I think I might knit an extra two inches. So when you say it's on cro- the body, when you say it's cropped, what is the um, what is the finishment? Oh, I see. In the yeah, it's it's. What would I say? I feel like this is sort of a sweatshirt level 
hitting because if you look at the model, it mm-hmm. hits her at her high hip. Right. So but it's kind of blousey. And it's kind of blousey, right? So right, it looks like it reduces a little bit there at the bottom. Right. It okay. does. So you want it to go because I would say you don't want it to get too long. You don't want it to get to your low hip because I think it would it would be less flattering. Right. So I would say wherever your high hip is, like where your hip bone is, is where the the sweater should hit. Okay. So whatever that measurement is. And do you think you're going to do the um, the three quarter length sleeves? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very wearable like that. And I think I will have a lot of yarn left over because I'm still on my first 400 skein ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm already through the torso, knitting oh, wow. the body. Mm-hmm. And I just have a little bit left, but I think I'll probably finish the body with the next skein. Mm-hmm. And uh, just do the little sleeves with the third. Mm-hmm. Well, and so how much will that leave you with? I don't know. Um, you know, I knit Elfie. I had a lot left over. Oh, and I, you- mean, I, was ex- I was expecting to eke it out. And I had a significant amount of leftover yarn. And you decided not to do sleeves. I did not do sleeves. I just okay. did the t-shirt style. So that's exciting. I mean, yeah. that means that the the world of knitted t-shirts is opening up. Mm-hmm. As I realize I can get more... Um, more, more. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you more have, for my yarn. For your yarn. So if you have, a, <laughs> you had a lot left. Yeah, that means that you could, you can yeah, think about long sleeve shirts or tunicky length. Right. So exactly, it gives you more options, and it also mean, might mean that if you have generous sock yarn skeins of sock yarn, you might be able to get uh, something out of one. Skein, right. Right. Especially Although at, the, at that, that gauge. Yeah, that gauge is 20. I think that for the next one I knit, I would like to tighten that gauge up Mm -hmm. to maybe at least 22, probably Mm -hmm. more like 23. Yeah. Um, So I'm not sure how that will change what yarn I have left over. Mm -hmm. I'll have to try it again and see what happens. But it's exciting. Nice. So you have Coburn, you have Stovetop. And I have Cast On... And knit the star star shower. Oh, by you did, Hillary Smith Callis. Yeah, so I cast it on with a really old pigeon roof yarn that I bought at Stitches like several several years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Do you remember her baby alpaca silk cashmere fingering weight yarn? No, but it sounds amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> um, it's super super soft, and it's in this like royal blue. With purple mixed in. Um, It's really pretty. So I have not... I'm on the part of the pattern that I'm about to join it in the round. So Mm -hmm. I have not joined it in the round yet. But yeah, it's coming along. Awesome. excited. But yeah, those are still... I probably won't finish all of these projects until July. Yeah, famous last words, I'm telling you. You've you've (laughs) finished two sweaters since Hugo was born. I think that's two more sweaters than you you finished in the in, you know the year previous to that. So yeah, yeah, it's you're zooming along. 
it's like I, I keep on expecting my knitting mojo to leave me again. Um, but it hasn't. So That's awesome. Yay. My knitting mojo has been low. I mean, I think you could tell by the uh, the fact that I've finished basically hats this month, right? That's all I've done is hats and some crochet. Um, Audrey and Unst, which I talked about on the last episode, I am absolutely no further than I – well, that's not true. I finished one sleeve. And then I just stopped. I just stalled out. <laughs> um, that second sleeve. Um, but it's, it is on my, it really is a goal for me for, for June. So I'm hoping to finish this hat and then, um, and then get back to, you know, get that sleeve on. If I can start the sleeve cap, once I have the sleeve cap, I think I'll, that will give me the momentum. Uh, the good news is for my Uli, my use it or lose it bingo for next month, uh-huh. this will be a great win because I, I I had in my mind felt like if I started something in one month, so if I started something like in May and finished it in June, it doesn't count for a whip. But since I started this back in like April or the or March, I feel like officially it's now a, a whip that I can can't check off as a box in my bingo. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that is uh, something. Um, and then I did um, last month talk about the Bartonia sweater, and I want to thank our listener, Violet, who gifted me that pattern so that I could see some of the mechanics of it, and I was I swatched for it, mm-hmm. and I think I said to you I was swatching for it uh, during our podcast, and I was getting like 20 or 21, and I think ultimately 21 stitches over four was the... I don't think I could go tighter than that. Mm-hmm. The pattern calls for 22 stitches over four, and the smallest size is a 33. So I think I'm going to just go with the stitch counts for the 33, mm-hmm. um, because I am a 34 bust, and the like the waist on the sweater as written, I think is like a 27, which is smaller than my actual waist. And I don't want something that's wool to have too much negative ease. Like I don't want something mm-hmm. to be that like itchy and close fitting. I I also thought a lot about how the original sweater was knit in linen, a linen blend. And Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of expected that it would sort of stretch and grow a little bit, which I hope Mm -hmm. that the, the Cormo will not do as much. So I think it will keep its shape a little bit better. Right. Um, So that is, that's something that's on the horizon. Um, Do you have any, anything that you're thinking about up next? after Uh... Gosh, up next. I think I'm going to knit the Stardust Tee um, by Diana Rosenstein. Mm-hmm. It is basically a raglan tee with a lace panel in the front and the back. And it's like a boat neck, boat, you know, wide boat neck. Um, and I think I'm going to, I ripped out the poncho. Oh, good. I'm yeah, because... I realized that by the time I was finished knitting it, I would be done nursing Hugo. <laughs> and you would probably just be done with the idea of a poncho. Right. Exactly. So I think I am going to use the yarn that I was going to use for the poncho for this t-shirt. It's cute. And I like the fact that um, it's shown in a yarn that is not solid. You know, it's, it's a variegated yarn. So you get the, um, you kind of can see what the effect might be with a variegated yarn, which is what you would be using. Right. And you know what's interesting? That Cute. It was that that t-shirt is knit with two yarns held together. 
Oh. Which I think is what's creating that effect. Oh. Um, you know what that would be yeah. pretty in is um, Dragonfly Fibers, um, her Vincent and the Doctor colorway. Oh. That's that like min. That's like that dark blue with the with the pops of yellow. Right. That would that be would pretty. Be really pretty. That's really cute. I've never seen that pattern before. And uh, I need to cast on like a smaller. Once I spit, I finish uh, Star Shower. I think I'm gonna cast on for another cowl. Um, I'm looking at the Gray Haven cowl by Robin Ulrich. Mm-hmm. It's just a lace cowl. But I think I'm going to use my Blue Moon Fiber Arts Mopsy for that. Oh, you were talking about Mopsy on our last episode. Um, let me see. Gray Heaven. I feel like I've heard about this cowl. Oh, pretty. Oh, she, yeah. it has a hat that matches. Yeah. Oh, that's I think I'm going to make, make the bigger size, though. The more, is it more, of, is it bigger in, as in infinite? Longer. Longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. I've been thinking, you know, I had said that I'm done with shawls and that I want to knit more cowls, but I have been uh-huh. contemplating the Miss Babs um, Berlin colorway that I have, a skein of Yauza in that. And mm-hmm. that yarn was matched up originally with um, with the brickless pattern by Martina Beam. And um, and I'm just I feel really compa- drawn to that pattern, even though like I f- also feel like I don't need another long scarf. So I'm 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 conflicted about whether or not to knit that or the other um, pattern that I think goes well with with the variegated Miss Babs is called the Denver Cowl. It's a free pattern, mm-hmm. um, and the designer is is Veronica Parsons. And I believe the sample cowl is actually knit in Berlin as well. Um, and it's an infinity style scarf. And um, it, it does, um, it, there's the patterning in it um, breaks up the crazy variegation. So I'm, I'm really torn. What about um, those way of skein? Patterns. Yeah, I am not in. I don't know. I feel it's too flouncy for me. Okay. I think that if I'm going to knit a long scarf, I want it to have a little more interest. Then it, I mean that's that's a great pattern for when you want to just knit, 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 knit. But for mm-hmm. some reason, I feel this yarn. I want to give it a little something else. Mm-hmm. But I get that garter stitch would be a great concept for that. Um, it looks like she has Susan Ashcroft has. Three different versions? She does. Yeah. Um, I have not fully looked at all of them. But I feel like if I'm going to knit, again, if I'm going to knit something that's a shawl or a scarf, I want it to be for me. <laughs> I think that's yeah. it. And I think that when I look at those Yauza way it's uh, shawls, um, I feel like that's better as a gift shawl. I don't know why. Like, it's maybe less my style. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Yauza Wayat Shawl 2 would be one that would stay on your shoulders mm-hmm. because it kind of has two points of increase mm-hmm. instead of one yeah, kind of like your spine. Like a Faroe's. And it's Susan Anderson, right? Not Susan. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Susan, Susan Anderson. Yes, yeah, Susan Anderson. Um, yes, yeah, so it's more like a Faroe's style. Right. 
You know what I know. you know what I came across the other day was a shawl, the Mara shawl that I knit in Miss Babs, uh-huh. and I had gotten a snag in it, and so there's a big hole in the center. Oh no! I know, and it's such a beautiful. It's an uh, it is. I don't know what the base was. I guess I could look it up in my projects, but it was in um. Mars Quake and whatever the base is, it's just particularly beautiful version of Mars Quake. Mm-hmm. I just and so I hate to see that it's in my like sad, dejected uh, projects of <laughs> of woe that have somehow come apart. The other one is yeah. yeah there's another uh, sweater of mine. Um, what is that called? The twenty eight forty. Is that is that right? Oh, yeah, you know that the one? kind of funnel neck cropped sweater. Yes, which I liked, right. but it also has a hole in it. And I, I can't remember. I should try it on and see how it fits before I even invest in whether I'm going to um, fix it or frog it. Let me see. The the Mars Mara is, oh, it's a Lisa Souza BFL in DK. And it just is such a gorgeous rendering of Mars Quake. Um. So that's been on my mind. And then the other thing that's been on my mind is this single sock that I knit for John uh, two years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think I might need to pick that up this summer so I can give it to him, the pair for his birthday. And um, it is uh, the sip of espresso pattern. It's a knitty pattern. Um, it's a great pattern, but... Um, I was knitting it in an especially dark yarn. It is the um, uh, mountain colors, mountain, whatever their mohair sock yarn is. Right, 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 right. And it's mountain mohair, right? Is that what it's called? No, no, no. no. That's green mountain spinnery. It's called barefoot. Um, it's called barefoot. Right. <laughs> and uh, it's a really lovely yarn. Um, I think it wears really well. Although he did, I ha- he has another pair of socks in barefoot. That I should see. I wonder when I made those socks for him. That finally got a hole in the on the sole, and so he wants me to darn them. Um, I'll see if I can manage that. But the other thing is, I'd like to finish these. Oh, they're called. The, I'm sorry. The pattern is called Java Socks by Kaylin Meyer. It's from Nitty. Um, back, back, back in 2011. So well, not that far long, that long ago. And they're just. It's a really beautiful little cable pattern. Um, and it has a neat way of shaping on the um, heel, I believe, and also on the f- the top of the foot. There's some really neat shaping of the pattern, and um, I really, yeah, I, I like it a lot. But I just never picked up the second sock. And uh, his birthday's in late September, so I feel like if I start now, I have the potential of finishing it. You can finish it. <laughs> oh, those lingering socks! I I cannot cast on another pair of socks until I um. Until I finish all the lingering socks. How many lingering socks do you have? You have that pair. I have, I have two other pair. Um, I have a, I have a pair, another pair for myself. That's the, um, that are the two skein, different alternating skeins of um, Blue Moon Fiber Art. So I call the Fire on the Fairgrounds. And then mm-hmm. I had a pair that I had started for my brother, which I actually should just frog and knit into something super simple because when I look at the sock that exists, the the cat the the calf part or right the mm-hmm. that part as looks ginormous and you know so I should just start over again. 
or just ditch it. But it's there. Be, right. It's beautiful. It's a uh, Lisa Souza again. Man, this is like the Lisa Souza episode. Um, it is her Wild Things colorway and just I think a basic eighty uh, twenty nylon wool sock yarn. So. Those are some things on the horizon. The other thing on the horizon is, um, of course, more hats. So I want to talk a little bit about June hats and our mm-hmm. June effort. Um, I didn't talk to Jenny about this beforehand. I just said, oh, I have an idea. So I, May was crazy. It was the end of my school year. Jenny was gone for a couple of weeks. So um, I did not get it together to find us a feature designer for June. But I thought that we could um, use June as a catch-up month. So sounds good to me. <laughs> so Jenny's going to knit seven hats. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think that uh, the last five months, some of us have probably purchased and some pattern purchasing or pattern dreaming with patterns that are already in our stash from the feature designers. So what I want everybody to do is knit that hat that this year you either haven't finished or that you didn't get to. So for me, that's going to be the berry hat from by Lee Meredith, which not only if I didn't get to in May, but I didn't get to it like last year when I bought the pattern. Um, so we have no pattern discount for you for June, but we do have prizes. Jenny and I um, are each going to um, get to uh, have two winners. We'll each get to, uh, you know, a pattern for two winners. And um, so pick um, the winners who I will pick on June 1st. What I'm going to ask you to do is pick uh, any pattern by any of the first five featured designers who are Wooly Wormhead. Um, okay. Karina Spencer. Karina Spencer, Lee Meredith, Katya Frankel, and I can picture her face. <laughs> She's from Portland. I talked to her while you were on maternity leave. Help me out here. Oh, God. Um, Alex Tinsley. Yay. Alex Tinsley. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I did not so, help you out. Sorry. That's okay. I'm like, I've talked to this person. I've knit like a bunch of her hats. How can I, how can this be slipping my mind? I can see her in my mind. So, um, so winners, pick uh, any pattern of your choice by one of those designers, and we will get that to you uh, once we've chosen the winners. And for June, we will play a little catch-up. Um, maybe this will kind of reinvigorate us and um, not feel like we have to keep moving forward. I have feelers out, hopefully, for July and August, and I already have September's uh, designer lined up, but I'm not going to talk about those until it gets a little bit closer. So... Um, that is that's something you know. Even though I knit three hats this month, I'm hoping to actually catch up on the Lee Meredith and to knit that second stacks hat, and then I'll feel like, whew, I've caught up <laughs> with my ambitions and can sort of uh, start fresh uh, with the second half of the year. You know, I'm looking at my project page, mm-hmm. and I think I did knit some hats earlier this year. You knit a couple hats I for Hugo, about. yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I knit two hats for Hugo and one for Matilda. Oh, so, so you have, I don't suck as much as I thought. <laughs> you have four um, hats. <laughs> so you, in order to get halfway through the year, you only have to knit three or four hats in June. Yay! And like I said, like you said, maybe I can, uh, some of my hats will eventually count. I'm just going to keep going. It is a really good way, especially when I feel blocked on knitting a hat. And these Helix hats have really helped just like to be able to pick something up and go. Right. So... Um, I did want to talk a little bit about um, Pom Pom Quarterly, just because Jenny had been talking so much about uh, fingering weight t-shirts. And shortly after that, a new issue of Pom Pom Quarterly came out uh, the summer um, 2019. 
2015 issue, and there were a number of patterns for T-shirts in fingering or sport weight. And I had yes. forgotten about them, except for that they are um, until they started relentlessly advertising on Ravelry. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I oh, just that's clicked right. on a Ravelry link. Um, I really like uh, the cover sweater, which is called Greco, and it is knit in uh, sport weight yarn. And I think is it, it a cotton. Let's say it's a cotton linen. Yeah. Um, of course, I have nothing like that in my stash, but I was thinking I think this could translate okay into. Um, like uh, into a wool yarn. And uh, one yarn I was thinking about ha- that I have is um, Sincere Sheep. I have this, I had bought this yarn to make a sweater for Adrian, but it was never quite enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one is like a highlighter yellow, and the other is like this really beautiful blue with a tinge of green in it that I think would be really pretty. That um, would be really pretty. In those stripes. Um, I'm cautious to think that I could get 24 stitches per inch. So, um, the nice thing is, is that it's an over, it could be worn as an oversized tee. And so if I wasn't quite getting gauge, I could, um, I could then just, uh, knit a size and, and it would just be a little oversized. Like I could knit the smallest size. I do love that t-shirt. I love the lace panels and the tie back and the boot neck. Mm-hmm. My one, I'm not sure that like the drop sleeve construction like that that style's never looked very good on me you know what though you you could try is you could put the drop sleeve on it see how it looked and easily like Uh take it out and just make it almost like a kimono sleeve especially if you were knitting it you know just so it would just be just off the shoulder and you could just do an edging right um my question for you or advice I would seek is what you think, which, like if the two colors I have, are you familiar? Do you remember what those colors vaguely look like? Like which one would be better as the lace panel and which would be better as the solid panel? Like with the yellow as the solid or the blue as the solid? Right. I am looking. They're in. Look at your stash. They're in my stash. What I would think, based on the pat the the pattern pictures, is mm-hmm. that you should do the lace in the blue. Okay, because they and, did because they did the lace in the blue, or yeah, well, because the the white part is the solid, right? The lighter color is the solid. Mm-hmm. Um, They're both pretty light colors. Oh, it's hard that it's, these aren't great photos of them. It's the sincere mm-hmm. sheep resolute, and resolute is a hundred percent merino sport weight yarn. Um, can I look at your stash alphabetically? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can. Um, so I see what you mean, but it's almost like in a way that white is more like a icy white. So, I mean, icy bl- the white, I'm sorry. The blue is more like an icy blue that I have. It's not as much of a dark blue. Right. Um, okay. Okay. I'm looking. Um, I love that highlighter yellow color. Isn't it? Yeah, I love it, too, yeah, too. I also, so, you know, going back to the pom-pom quarterly, there is there are other T-shirts. There's the Talavera T-shirt, which is a um, fingering weight uh, sort of funnel neck uh, T-shirt I think is really adorable. It's an all-over lace pattern, and I think it probably is just basically two panels. From mm-hmm. judging from the way it looks, is two panels that come up. 
Um, the neck might be knit in the round, but I can't quite tell from the pictures that they showed. Um, and then I think I also liked the Michelada. Yeah. Which is a fingering weight. Looks like it'd be a great cover up t shirt. Yeah, and I actually, it's funny. What is the gauge on this? Oh, the gauge is rather small. That's 28 why. in moss stitch. Oh. Holy crap. Yeah, that's, that's a consideration. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just really pretty. And the styling is just fantastic in this magazine. And um, I, I've, I just, I've always been drawn to the way that this magazine looks, mm-hmm. um, but I've never kind of been crazy about all the patterns quite in the same way I am for this issue. Um, I think it's interesting how a lot of the featured photographs, I think all the featured photographs are shots from the back. Mm-hmm. At least on these Ravelry pages. Yeah, you're right. Which totally kind of changes the way I think about the pattern. Oh, how so? I just feel like if you look at the Michelada picture from the front, mm-hmm. it has a very different feel than looking at the photo from the back. I agree. Yeah, from the back, it looks like it's sort of an oversized cover-up. And from the front, right. it has more shape. She exactly. Looks, yeah, it looks a little more fitted. And it's worn over, I'm assuming that's a dress, but it, or if not, it's it's worn over a full long skirt. Mm-hmm. So it does it. It changes the proportion, but the back photo you can't see the bottom is her, what she's wearing on the bottom. You can't tell that it's full length, and it does look more like an oversized sweater. Yeah, I mean, I can see why they did it for Alkamar and Greco because those both have like design features on mm-hmm. the back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. They did that and the Talavera, but yeah. Um, yeah. But the first impression is for Greco is on the on the cover, which is the front. Right. That definitely is the, the pattern that I respond to the most, like overall. Mm-hmm. But I did like, I particularly like Talavera, although I would be concerned about where, how, how that would wear around the neckline for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. If it would be kind of flopsy in a way that would be more annoying than flattering. I think it probably would because it would probably, end up having these permanent crease lines like <laughs> in specific places. Yeah. It'd, it'd be hard to get it to drape different. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I know, but it's the thing that's prompted me to put it on my, uh, my wish list. Um, uh, so, uh, I, uh, I like that it comes out as a paper magazine as well. So I'm toying with the idea of the subscription. I know that they carry it. I believe they carry it at Verb. And um, and there are a couple of online outlets where you can also order it. But um, yeah, this is, I really, really like it. And this is their 13th issue, which was also surprising to me. I mean, wow. they've been around for a few years now. It's crazy. Yeah. I like Alkamar. Yeah, I do Just too. The plain front and the oh, it's lace a pl- back. Wait a minute, let me look at that. I didn't. I don't think I realized it was a plain front. Yeah, it's all stuck in at front with oh, with the lace like, in the back. Um, the sleeves oh. are. It's like a dolman sl- cap sleeve kind of shape. It is hard. It is a little hard in these pictures to. Yeah, from a distance, I could not. I didn't really pick up on the fact that that was a uh, stockinette in the front. Yeah. 
I like that a lot. It's cute, and then yeah, it makes sense why they would show that from the back originally. Mm-hmm. And that's right. also that is that the one that's knit in dandelion. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um. So that you know, this happens to me annually where my knitting mojo kind of fades, and I have been sewing. Have you been sewing? I have been, what have sewing. You been sewing. So, um, I. I decided for me, made May, um, instead of trying to like stress myself out and find something to wear every day that was necessarily handmade, although I think I probably did generally wear something almost every day that was handmade, um, that I would really try to focus on what is it that I would be practical, like what is it that I need and that I can make. And so um, I made earlier in this month, actually, I don't know if I ever talked about it, I made a couple of months ago a Moneta dress from the Colette. A pattern line and it that mm-hmm. this is a knit dress it's made out of knit fabric so staying on a knit theme a little bit mm-hmm. um and uh, the original one i made was out of uh, kind of a lighter weight drapey rayon knit so i actually fully lined the top so that i felt like it wouldn't get too see-through and see my bra or whatever underneath um and um i i sewed it exactly kind of to the pattern and it was very cute I get a lot of compliments on it. It's kind of this crazy chevron pattern, so any kind of errors are not that visible. It has pockets, which I I really love, um, although some people have debated whether or not pockets in a knit dress make a lot of sense. I say, yes, they do, but I learned something about that. Knit fabric pockets are a little bit of a nightmare, especially when you have, like, you have a phone. The, the, the reason to have pockets is for your phone or your keys. Like, when I leave my office, I take my keys with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a knit pocket, my, <laughs> my pocket just, like, sinks. Oh. So, this month, in May, I knit a, a knit. I sewed a second Moneta, and I, um, I used some Alabama, Alabama Channon fabric that I had in this great cherry red. Um, and um, I made a couple of changes one of which was to sew the pockets out of woven fabric. It is makes a world of difference. Um, they don't sag. And I was a little worried that the woven pocket would kind of pull on the knit. But no, it's been fantastic. They work really well. Um, I raised the waistline a tiny bit. I might raise it a tiny bit more because it, it is rather drop for my natural waist. I like it to be a little, a little bit higher. And then the other major change is that I lopped about four or five inches off of the bottom, which changes everything. Um, literally, like the the other one, which I like, like I said, it's very wearable. I always felt like there was just something out of step for of it. And one thing I realized is that the sewing patterns are often made for people who are much taller than me. Mm-hmm. So I have to, especially with dresses, really think about that. And when they talk about lengths of dresses, they are talking about a length that is appropriate for someone who is much taller than me. So um, once I took the length off and I actually did a little bit of a high-low, it's a little bit higher in the front than it is in the back, mm-hmm. in, part, in part to kind of co- compensate for some, you know, raised back from the booty issue. Mm-hmm. But, like, it just – it looks so much – it, to me, it looks much cuter, and this, the proportion looks so much better for my size. So that made me um, – that was that was nice. Do you have any pictures? I do not have any pictures of either of them. I took a picture of both of them together, and I was going to put it on Instagram, but 
I was too close up. And so like the bottom of the dress and the top of the dresses got cut off and all you could see was the middle. (laughs) So that was not at all instructive for anyone. So I did not, um, I haven't posted pictures of that, but I will. I actually haven't even road tested the second Moneta yet because it's been fricking fracking chilly in the Bay Area. I literally saw fog blowing down the street yesterday. (laughs) But yeah, you could wear your knitwear. I could wear my knitwear, but these nice little dresses that I make are sort of, uh, I'm out of luck. But um, I think I'm going to wear it. The high school graduation is on, um, it's on Monday. So, um, and our school color is red. So I was like, oh, I should wear this red dress, even though no one will see it, but I'll wear the red dress. Um, You're wearing Papillon now, right? I am wearing Papillon right now. Yeah. I love that. I do too. And I was, I felt so foolish. I was lying in bed and thinking, oh, I didn't wear Papillon this, this me made May. And it's been sweater weather, sweaterish weather. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can remedy that. I can wear it today. So it's still May. It's still May. <laughs> so, um, in addition to that, I made another pair of underwear, just road testing a, um, just testing out a pattern that, um, I drafted from a ready-to-wear pair, and ultimately, I don't think I like it very much. I just I took apart an old pair of mine, and I realized what I didn't like about those that underwear over the years. And now I can I can let it go and and work on on another pattern. Um, and then I made gift bags because I, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I have vowed not to buy wrapping paper for environmental reasons, and um, so and I always have these scraps of fabric around. So I made four gift bags um, just so we have them on hand. These were kind of kid themed. They'll probably be more for kids parties or kids gifts. Um, but I'm gonna try to make a few every month or like when I have like a little bit of quilting cotton left over, just instead of putting it into a scrap bag, make it into a gift bag. So we have some gift bags around. So that's what I finished. And then right now, like earlier today, I was working on leggings. So I have a fabric cut out for four pairs of leggings and two tank tops. Um, And the leggings are from the espresso leggings pattern, which is uh, sort of walks you through drafting a pair of leggings for your body. Mm-hmm. your specific body measurements and the tank tops are drafted from some vaguely from some old navy tank top that i like like i saw last summer copied it and i made one and i never made any others and um i had enough left over from two of the pairs of leggings to make a you know quote-unquote matching tank top and it's it's a thing that i wear a lot i, I wear tank tops to sleep in i, I sometimes wear them like under my, you know, under as an undershirt. So um, it's good for me to have them. And I also have a list of like, literally of like 30 other things I want to knit. knit. So, so, you know, this happens usually in the May through August period for me that um, I'm trying, you know, to keep doing some knitting so that I'm not totally stagnant. And, um, but, you know, concentrate on getting the sewing done while I, while my mojo is on for sewing. So I think that's a good way to go. The other thing I wanted to share, and I, I tagged you Jenny on Instagram about this is that for the month of June, you can, there's a, there's a pass to be on creative bug for free. And if you um, are not, if you're already on creative bug, you can't use this, but if you are not on creative bug, you can use um, the code summer 2015. I don't know if summer has to be in all caps, but summer 2015 and it's free for June. And 
I love Creative Bug. I joined about three months ago when their mm-hmm. price point went down to $5 a month. And then every month you're on there, you can archive a class to keep permanently. So then if you decide not to be a premium member of Creative Bug, you still have these classes mm-hmm. in your library. And they have uh, things on all types of subjects. But, you know, for knitters, I think that I use it a lot for sewing, but there's a ton of knitting content on Creative Bug, and um, and if you're if you like to sew, if you're interested in uh, in drawing or journaling, embroidery, I mean, there's like a DIY dream catcher. There's just all kinds of classes on there. But um, I ha- I do own a number of craftsy classes as well. But what I think for this point in my life. Uh, Creative Bug is just the better site for me, even though mm-hmm. like, I would probably will still use my Craftsy classes. The classes are shorter, so mm-hmm. they're, you know, but some of them are longer. Like the Cow Patch, some of them are series where like each section is an hour, um, and there's maybe four or five of those hour-long classes that all go together. But the, generally, the ones that I've watched have been between 20 and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I can sit down and watch it instead of, you know, there's nothing on Netflix to catch up on that I can watch a Creative Bug class and sort of watch it once and then refer back to it when I want to use the technique. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that comes with, the projects come with the pattern. So like there are a couple of Nora Gone classes. One is a for a pullover, one is for a hat. There's a Edie Ekman crocheted summer bag, which looks super cute. I don't I know. I love that bag. Isn't that cute? Isn't that adorable? It's so adorable? That's like something that someone would buy like spend money on. You know, yeah, that's something totally. you would see in a store. It looks I mean, not like that other stuff isn't, but this one it just really struck me as something that my mom or my aunt owned at some point in my life. Right. I've used it um, to follow th- follow up on the Cowpatch pattern drafting that I've done either through her book or when I took her class. And um, the the women who own Fancy Tiger Crafts in Denver, they have a number of classes which include their – actually, they have some knitting classes and some sewing classes that include a pattern. They have one, Jenny, that really makes me think of you. It's called the One Hour Shirt, and it's a knit shirt that you can make entirely either on your serger. Well, you can't make it entirely on your serger. You can make it on your sewing machine, or you can you know do the seams on the serger and finish it on your sewing machine. And I feel like I know you. You're like, oh, I may never get back to sewing, but I feel like this is the. It's a. It's totally a Jenny's shirt, and it's a gen- <laughs> like. It's like the amount of time that you would have to actually make something. Yay. <laughs> I'm looking at that shirt now, and it is super cute. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I am not affiliated with Creative Bug, although I was like, maybe we should be an affiliate. And then I was like, maybe I should do an internship at Creative Bug this summer, like, because I have all this time. But <laughs> as if that was a joke, sorry. I do have time off, but it doesn't mean that I have time. Um, but I just, I really I respond to the aesthetic and I respond to, I think, really the length of time. There are right. also you know, patterns for sewn bags. Um, and, you know, I'm just talking about the sewing and the knitting. There's also like, uh, and they have a number quilting, of quilting, jewelry. They have a class about like um, face painting for kids, although I think that might be a free class. Oh. So there's a number of uh, free classes. So if you don't want to join, if you don't want to even sign up, um, you can do that. There's a sewing machine maintenance class. Um, there's stuff about stranded knitting. There, yeah, a couple of classes that are taught by Debbie Stoller. Some really quick technique classes. Um, 
screen printing I'm seeing in here, how to thread your serger. There's a great cable pattern, a cable hat pattern by Nora Gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I would just, June, it's free. If you have the time, just, um, you know, even if you just go on there once and watch a couple of classes, um, and then you don't, you just make sure you cancel. So you don't have to, uh, you don't have to pay, but the regular membership is $5 a month or four ninety five. So anyway, that's, um, that's what I've been doing. Oh yeah. There's this great knit, a uh, log cabin shawl by Nora gone. Yeah. I was looking at that too. Oh, and Cerulea Rose has taught a couple classes too. And Gudrun Johnson. And Gudrun Johnson, Cal Patch is on there. So people that we talk about a lot and people I'm sure that, that, you know, the, those of us in the knitting and or sewing community, people that we know and I think trust and it's the production value is great and I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of the craft. That's my whole, my whole deal right now. (laughs) Um, so, uh, let's all use June to catch up on those, uh, those first five designers who were so awesome to be part of our, our year. Wooly Wormhead, Alex Tinsley, Katya Frankel, Karina Spencer, Lee Meredith. Thank you. Um, and on June 1st, I will pick four winners. Um, show notes can be found on stashandburn.com. Please join us in our Ravelry group. Everybody's super welcoming and helpful. We are your online knitting group of friends. So um, please join us. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Love came to my door with a sleeping roll. And the madman's soul, he thought for sure I'd seen him Dancing up a river in the dark Looking for a woman to court and spark He was playing on the sidewalk and change when something strange happened glory train passed through him so he breathed the coins he made in people's park and we're looking for a woman to court and spark it seemed like he read my mind he saw me mistrusting and I seen the stain on their daily bread, on their Christian names. I cleared myself, I sacrificed my blues, and you could complete me, I'd complete you. His eyes were the color of the sand in the sea And the more he talked to me, you know, the more he reached me But I couldn't let go of L.A. City of the 